Cloudflare is moving from Nginx, their primary reverse proxy and caching needs and even web server, uh, you know, uh, request handling to their own homegrown reverse proxy. It's called Pingora. Let's jump into it and discuss. This is very, very interesting. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that said, let's get on on the show. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As usual, Cloudflare is one of the very few companies that actually write detailed technical uh, articles like this. You know, we as engineers starve for something like this. We really like this level of details. Although, admittedly, their new proxy, Pingora, they did not explain how it actually works. They give us kind of a flavor, a hint. You know, a teaser. And uh, boy, we really need another, uh, a whole brand new blog just to talk about that. In this blog, they focus on the problems of Nginx, the deep architectural flaws that they saw with Nginx. Does that mean that Nginx sucks? Not at all. It does not mean that. It's just the massive, you know, trillion request http layer 7 request that uh, uh, that that cloudflare actually receives as a content management uh, content management content delivery network and as a ddos protection and many many other stuff they they just run into a very unique uh, cases that usually we don't see as you know simple back in engineers you and i you know let's get into it so there they talk about um, Nginx here. The main use here is for Cloudflare is when you have a website, let's say Stack Overflow, which uses, maybe they use Fastly, but let's take them as an example. When they want to cache their content, you know, they can hire Fastly or any content delivery network, let's say Cloudflare. Uh, what Cloudflare will do is will ask Stack Overflow to point their DNS IP addresses to in, to Cloudflare, right? And they will effectively terminate the traffic in Cloudflare and then establish the TCP connection to Cloudflare. All users will go to Cloudflare. The TLS connections 
and encryption will go to Cloudflare. And Cloudflare will decrypt the connection, will decrypt the request, will see every single request that the, the, the customer sent. And then turn around and look in their cache. Hey, has anybody asked for this before? Nope. All right. Let me go ahead and send the request to the origin, right? Which is the actual Stack Overflow origin servers. And that will basically serve them. And this is what they're trying to optimize, right? The caching, request processing, CPU latency, request pinning, and back-end connection establishment to the origin servers. So that's what's happening right here. Again, Stack Overflow doesn't use Cloudflare. I think, believe they use Fastly, but I just gave them an example of a popular website. So they here, they talk about why build another proxy. Over the years, our usage in Nginx has run up against limitations. It's always like when you use the out of the box, something out of the box, uh, maybe 80, 70% of the use cases will just fit you right nicely, but you will always, almost always, you're going to have a use case where this product will not fit you and you can customize it, you can configure it, or you can end up just building your own. And this is always a decision that an organization has to make. And it's a very tough one, right? So I want to talk about the architecture limitation uh, that Nginx has that at least Cloudflare ran into. It's a very interesting thing. So in order to do that, I want to go to Nginx website. What, how Nginx works is it's a very simple and elegant design. They spin up what they call worker processes, an actual dedicated processes. Those guys do the actual work. There is one master process that actually spins up, spawns these child processors. And these worker processes, usually they're one-to-one -one with the number of cores that you have in the CPU. And whenever there is an, a request for a connection, what will happen is, and I have another article here that actually explained it better. What will happen here is the application will, will establish the connection, right? The TCP connection, and it will go to the kernel. First, it will go to the neck, and then from the kernel, take it there. And then the kernel will start to deliver this connection to the socket listener, right? And this is the kind of the advanced or really the common things to do here, where each worker process right, will have a listener socket, right, they will, they will listen on the same port, and you might say, how, how is, how is it that multiple worker processes will listen on the same port, that's an error, right, well, you can override that with the, the socket option uh, port reuse, and the kernel will just load balance these uh, connections on each accept queue, and the worker will basically accept, 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 right? So this way will increase the throughput as opposed to the old model where we have a single one and all of these processes will fight over a single listen, will accept on the same shared socket to file descriptor, right? And then when they all fight on that, there is a contention that will happen here, right? There is mutexes and, you know, it's just, it's an object memory. The moment you have two people fighting over it, they will be get queued. Now, whether this approach is better versus this, it's still really debatable. You know, uh, this is back to the the concept of queues. When you go to a grocery store, for example, and yeah, when you go to, for example, a grocery store, 
there is an option where you have one queue and you have multiple cashiers. That is identical. This is the same thing here, right? We have multiple queue, multiple cashiers and one queue. This this can work. The problem here is the problem here is like you're gonna get a long, a very long queue, right? So naturally say, hey, let's have multiple queues and each queue will have basically its own uh, worker process, which is its own cashier effectively, right? So people will line up right here, but this is also has its own limitation, right? But I don't, I don't want to go into details here because what if, what if this cashier, I don't know, uh, this this guy payment process failing and he's trying and he's uh, giving another credit card and all of these guys are now blocked while these guys are not doing anything. Yeah? So technically, you can say in a real world, just go to another line and people will start jumping to other lines here. But it's very hard to do in an operating system to jump between lines. Uh, Envoy actually, I think, believe do that. Uh, and behind the scenes, they can do something called listen or balancing. But yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time discussing this. But back to this. The architectural limitation is actually that when it's in this configuration. Right? There is a chance where the request is pinned. The worker process will have many, many, many connections, right? Because the connections will be shared. So requests are sent on these connections might be greedy. Some connections might happen to have a very CPU-intensive HTTP request, right? I don't know. It's, it's doing a lot of work or a blocking I.O., right? And I can't think of an HTTP request that is actually CPU intensive in the caching layer, right? I know. It's a, I suppose you can have some edge workers running on Cloudflare where some, you know, I know there's, there's some stuff that you can do to replace the cache. Like you have a version of the cache, but you can change it. I don't know what it's called. The service worker, is that what it's called? Service worker is something else. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Right. So... The the problem here is there is a there can be a request that takes a lot of CPU and and this will block the worker from doing other stuff. While these guys are singing and happy and not doing anything, right? So this lack of load balancing is one of the problems that they want to solve in Cloudflare. They notice that hey, it's like we have one worker that is so heavy, you know, with executing stuff but the others are just not doing anything yeah? the other problem is what is really most interesting to me is the back-end connection pooling you know you see when you make a request to nginx or any reverse proxy the reverse proxy's job is to t turn around and talk to the actual origin server right that's that's what a reverse proxy is. And in order to do that, it needs to establish a connection to the backend, which is this is the true backend here, right? The server. What happens here is this is one worker, this is another worker, this is another worker. Each worker will have its own sets of connection pool that, that is already established to the server. What does that mean? It means that if a request came in here, that worker must use one of these connections in its pool because these pools are isolated right the processes are completely isolated yeah there is some shared memory between them but connection pools are not one of them yeah? so if i turn around and if a request came in here and it turns around and want to talk to the server it has to use 
its own connection pool. And if there, are, there isn't any connection or one of these are busy, then it has to establish a new connection, right? Although another worker might have a connection that is already hot and ready to be used, but I cannot use them. And that's the major problem that Nginx, Nginx, that Cloudflare want to solve. The repetitive handshakes and TLS handshake to the backend, which is very expensive, you know, it's not really expensive when it comes like I, it's if I establish one connection in three, four, ten, it's not really. But if you have in the hundreds of thousand connection, it really adds up. So that's exactly what they did here, right? So that's one flaw, and we're gonna come to to how exactly they solved it. They only talked about how they solved that. You know, they also talked about like the limitation of how Nginx uses processes instead of threads. And a process and a thread are really very similar in Linux. So I'm, I was really surprised to know that this was a limitation, I guess. But I suppose the sharing model in threads is easier because by default, when you, when you have a process and you splash a thread, threads and process, the main process, have some sort of a shared memory by default, right? You can, of course, control that. But if you have different processes, they each have their own dedicated memory. Yeah, you can create a shared memory. That's what Postgres does, right? It, ha it has a shared pool. And all of these guys share this memory. You can do that. The moment you do that, you have to have mutexes. You have to kind of serialize the stuff, the access. You know, it's very interesting stuff. And this is very deep. We're going to really need to talk about this stuff. Yeah, the difficult to add features, right? You know, when you add features, this is a problem that Google has, you know, with Borg, started with Borg, really, which is their, the Kubernetes, the original Kubernetes. And they started like, when, when you develop a software, you develop it for your needs. So, but if, it, if it's open source, you have to really abstract it. And that is really painful, dude. You know, because if you abstract things, then you add complexity. Because and instead of just doing the thing, you still have to, now you have to intellectualize and think about, oh, what else could um, someone, how can I make this abstract so that anybody can use this feature? And that's what kills most, you know, it makes software complex. Abstraction absolutely makes software complex because now you have to kind of think about, oh, uh, you cannot just add this feature because it's only you. So now we have to theorize, okay, how how someone else can actually use this? So now you have to, okay, let's introduce this concept so that it can be fit. In. And then it gets confusing for people. It's like, why do I need this? Right? But that's, that's part of it. Right? The other part is... Uh, Adding features like take retry and failing over, for example, in Nginx, they have their own special logic that, okay, if I want to talk to, uh, if, if, a, if a request failed, Nginx just retries the request. There is an option to retry. That doesn't work for Cloudflare. They want a custom logic for retrying. And in order to do that, like, how do you do that? How do you bake this into Nginx? You have to add configurations. You have to add code, right? I believe Nginx has this thing that's called Lua, the language, that you can extend it. I never used it. 
I think I used it once when I developed a game. Like I, I, I purchased this tutorial to build the games and that's the only time I used Lua. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting. That's apparently a problem with Cloudflare and extending that thing. So they, they chose to build their own and here's why they built their own. They had basically the problems and they said they had, okay, we have three choices. What could we do? Nginx is a problem. What do we do? We can invest in Nginx and possibly fork it to tailor it 100% to our needs. The problem is pushing those back to uh, upstream is just uh, out of the question. They cannot push that because whatever they do is very sticky to their architecture, to Cloudflare's, right? But they said, okay, we're going to fork it and we're going to call it something else. But the problem here, the architectural limitation, they said, hey, this connection pool thing, the process model, the way you share memories just doesn't work for us, dude. So it just doesn't scale and it's a problem. So what do we do? They said, okay, let's use Envoy. Envoy is a good, it's a great choice, right? And uh, they took, they did definitely consider it. They said, okay, let's migrate to a third party proxy code base. We're going to completely migrate to Envoy and others. When you click on others, it says it's it's point to Linkerd. I don't know why did they call it. They didn't just say Linkerd. It's just uh, that link. I, I don't know. It's just a little shady. <laughs> but yeah, but this path means that the same cycle will repeat. It's like, like what, what will happen in the few years? Like what if Envoy, we hit a, a block? with Envoy, right? Uh, and the third option is just start from scratch and build it. And that's what they picked. They said they we're going to rebuild the whole thing because the architecturally, it doesn't scale, you know? And and whenever you have something that is architecturally flawed, again, flawed to your needs, doesn't mean Nginx is bad. Again, I have to repeat this. Right? Nginx is a great uh, proxy, you know? And by the way, when they mention the word proxy here, they really mean reverse proxy, you know, but it's just implied here because nobody uses Cloudflare as an actual proxy. You don't go to your, uh, uh, I suppose, never do it. Like, you don't, you don't go to your setting and you set Cloudflare in your proxy setting, right? It's not that. It's, just, it's a reverse proxy. It's just, it's the final destination to you. And then it turns around it talks to us some origin server. The Pangora project, and they used Rust. And this is where everybody really cares about. I don't, I don't really care about the language being used, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it, it matters, but by how much? Architecturally is what matters to me, right? The language really doesn't matter to me. Like, okay, C, Rust, okay. There is security consideration with C and that Rust solves. That is good, it's not something interesting to me. A lot of people are very excited that Rust. I never used Rust. I know a lot of people want me to cover Rust. Uh, maybe in the future, I'll try it out and see what, uh, how is it different. But yeah. And here they talk about like how even using Rust, you know, when you use a language, you have to use libraries that come with the language. You don't have to, but you can, right? And the first thing is like, okay, let's use the HTTP library. Definitely not an option for Cloudflare. I saw it's like, what? You're not going to use the the, the built-in Rust library, Cloudflare? You're never going to do that. Of course, it's your bread and butter is HTTP. You cannot use a baked-in, out-of-the-box HTTP library. You have to build your own. So they did. They actually built their own Rust HTTP library. Because the, 
they, and they explain here that the you know the web is you know it's like it's wild and there are no rules there are rules but not really followed and they want this flexibility to have their own http library because the moment you use an http library it's the same problem with nginx right you cannot just uh request changes oh we're going to add this let's talk to the library maker and have meetings and have discussions and the worst thing ever you know it's like oh yeah let's have a discussion let's have a meeting let's have a month worth of meeting so we can add a one line of code these are the worst yeah the, this design by committee things it just takes so much time right? Sometimes it's useful, of course, but yeah. And then they obviously moved to multi-threading over multiprocessing in order to share resources, especially connection pools, easily. The word, emphasize on the word easily here, right? Because you can do it, but uh, it's not as easily with multiprocessing. And this is another interesting concept called work stealing i never heard about it work stealing is actually as the cpu level when tasks are scheduled you know and cpus can actually be configured or i suppose the processor itself can be configured to steal work from other cpus that has q in them right and instead of sitting idle there i don't know how it's implemented but this is what it is effectively so they do this as well so even if the cores are imbalanced you know the one code is doing a lot of stuff and the other codes are not doing anything. The, I don't know who actually does that, but I suppose there is a monitor process that monitors these jobs and actually will shift. Okay, hey, you're not doing anything. Just take, take, take some cue from this process. And instead of actually just uh, don't, don't do anything, do some stuff. And now, now we're talking about talking across cores this is where gnome architecture comes into the picture and i don't know the the cost of talking between cores yes if you're using like a m1 or m2 the 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 uh, the, the new mac uh, cpu that that actually the soc is so tucked in with the ram and all the cores the cost between going to the cores instead of going to the bus is negligible it's nothing so they made it really really fast but and then this is the most important thing this is where you actually are here what did they change this is the only thing that actually mentioned about pangora architecture right that and the multi-threading right so again this is this is not by any mean a complete uh a complete article so what they did is they share all the all the threads share the connection pools. So even if you have a request comes in here, and instead of each request sitting in a thread and just being isolated, right, just like Nginx, and doesn't know about any other thing, no, it actually can reuse the connection pool that is just global, you know? And now, of course, you have to be careful with this because accessing this connection pool, you have to really, still you need to to be careful two threads accessing the same connection you cannot use like once you have a connection to send a request you cannot use another thread to use the same connection you have to be really be careful not two threads taking the same connection now this could be it depends right whether the backend is http2 or not 
because you can do multiplexing. But this is a complex thing to discuss in a, in a few minutes video. So maybe in the future, I'll go into details. But this is really cool, you know, by reusing connection pool, they eliminated the need of establishing connections to the backend. So they went from uh, the connection reuse went from 87 to 99.92. That's huge, really. And their the connections, new connections to the origin were reduced by 160x. That's a lot. So now, here's another thing. We saved our customers and users 434 years of handshake time every day. That's a lot of handshakes. But yeah, so they talk about now here the more features. They're adding uh, HTTP upstream. You know, they easily added that. Why do they support HTTP to upstream? That's what Envoy does, by the way. But that's the way they, you know, Envoy really like to talk about that having HTTP upstream. Why? Because gRPC. And gRPC is the basically the, the, I guess the de facto right now. I know there is the Apache Thrift, but now gRPC is the de facto communication when it comes to microservices and uh, things like that. Envoy always uses it's the de facto service mesh, right? That and also Linkerd, right? And when when two services want to talk to each other, it's proxies talking to each other. So everything is almost gRPC so now gRPC is very critical and when when your backend is behind cloudflare you can use gRPC again this is gRPC at layer seven obviously nobody's talking about that because it's always implied gRPC at layer four is useless because it's just so consuming you need to have gRPC at layer seven so that messages sent are actually understood by the by the proxy and turned around, terminated and talked to the backend. All right, guys, I'm gonna stop right here. This is this is a very lengthy article, you know, talking about detail stuff. Still is missing a lot of juice. I want juice, Cloudflare. Give us some juice uh, about Pingora. More juice is required. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm back. I was on on vacation for a month. I went to Bahrain. Uh, visit my family and now we're back so videos will be resumed as usual when i had the time of course take care goodbye